0: everyone, Dustin here. Welcome back to the Keeping It Real podcast. Um, I haven't come up with a new name to use just yet, so we're just going to go with Keeping It Real. And right now it is a very windy day here in uh, Michigan, in the Metro Detroit area. And um, so today um, I wanted to bring up the topic of Resident Evil, which is something that I'm currently obsessed with and have been obsessed with for quite some time. I love the Resident Evil games. I love the movies, um, just everything about it. Um, So last year, the Resident Evil 2 remake came out. And just a couple weeks ago, the Resident Evil 3 remake came out. Um, These are remakes of the original um, classic games, which came out on the Sony PlayStation back in the day. So I would like to talk about... This is a uh, a discussion that I had when I was taking a masters of suspense class um, in regards to suspense and Resident Evil and why the series has been so popular. So I would like to this is a bit of a um, bit of an essay that I wrote, um, but I would like to just just go into it because um, I find the series very fascinating in terms of suspense and just how a scary game like that and scary series has turned into the most successful horror survival horror franchise of all time. So, um, so there have actually been suspense scholars who have been discussing the effects of suspense and the ways they are portrayed in video games. Um, now, video games are a unique medium in the sense that suspense is usually felt while witnessing things, which we have no control over um in otherwise you know then you have a horror film where you're just seeing things um video games are unique in the sense that sometimes you do have control over the elements um so i i want to talk about now suspense in video games and their correlation between the enjoyment of the players of those games and i want to use the 1996 uh, original video game Resident Evil from the Sony PlayStation Um, Which is a textbook example of a popular video game that continues strong um, and has horrific gameplay elements which are executed expertly in order to instill suspense in the player. Um, So the reason the original Resident Evil game was so successful and turned into a multi-million dollar franchise was due to the strong horror elements throughout the game which tie directly into the enjoyment of gamers. Um, A good way to begin this discussion is with the introduction of the concept of suspense and the ways it is portrayed in media, such as film and video games. So there is an academic article called Helpless Spectators Generating Suspense in Video Games and Film, um, which is written by authors Jonathan Frome and Aaron Smuts. Um, In this article, it's very interesting, they discuss the various aspects of suspense and how these are translated to a visual form. So, suspense is composed of fear, hope, and the cognitive state of uncertainty. So, basically, when we are witnessing an event which seems like the outcome would be undesirable or negative, this produces an emotional effect. So, if we are watching a movie scene of a young boy whose foot is caught on a piece of railroad track while a train is quickly approaching from the distance, this produces multiple effects. The fear that the boy won't be able to escape the train in time, a hope that he'll be able to get away safely, and anxiety due to the uncertainty of the outcome. In the article, Frome and Smuts argue that suspense can be felt similarly in video games in the way they portray fear, hope, and uncertainty, which are all qualities of suspense. It is possible to have a player be in control of a character in a video game and still be able to feel some kind of suspense. There are many ways in which game developers can manipulate the world within the video game in order to instill fear and helplessness in the player, which leaves them with the anxiety of being unsure what will happen next. A good question that might arise while studying suspenseful video games would be, why do people enjoy playing video games that trigger strong emotional responses? So in a nutshell, why would people purposefully play video games that scare the pants off of them? So. This is actually a very, uh, this is a very unique, um, I guess, concept and this is something that has actually been explored and there have been uh, scientific experiments done. Um, There was actually, um, there was this, uh, I think it was in Germany, but it was an um, academic research done on participants um, during which their emotional responses to a controlled video game environment were monitored during their gameplay. After these gaming sessions, the same participants were asked a series of questions that ultimately concluded that there is a direct correlation between suspenseful video games and the level of enjoyment and engagement a player experiences. Um, So during this experiment, there were university test subjects and they were all given a video game demo to play. Um, In this demo, they had to walk around and navigate a Middle Eastern town and were given audio messages by in-game phone calls. Half of the subjects of this experiment were given the task of simply navigating the town in the game and buying a vase from a tourist shop. Tourist, I want to uh, clarify. The other half of the players were given an intensified version of the same game where they had to go through the same town and obtain a vase that contains military, military intelligence as an undercover agent the in-game phone calls would warn the players of potential enemy attacks and having their cover blown. Although the perceived threats never actually occurred during gameplay, because they were implied to the players, their suspense level was understandably higher as a result. So after all of the participants had finished playing, an analysis of variance was conducted on each person, and based on the scoring levels of the various aspects of the game session, the participants that had played the high suspense version of the game Enjoyed their gaming experience significantly more than those that experienced the low suspense version This experiment as a result showed a direct correlation between the enjoyment levels of video game players and the elements of suspense within the game itself The high suspense version filled players with anxiety as a result of the perceived threat which added to the excitement Um, there's a Really good piece of um, writing by Noel Carroll. It's called "Why Horror." Um, it goes into specific detail on why humans receive enjoyment out of experiencing horrific things. Um, so Noel says that the horror story is driven explicitly by curiosity. It engages its audience by being involved in processes of disclosure, discovery, proof, ex- explanation, hypothesis, and confirmation. So when we're engaged in a piece of horror media we as the engagers have a fascination on the monsters or the world that the monster or perceived threat is contained in. It produces an emotional response that we might not otherwise experience in a simple drama film or task-based video game. Since we know now that thanks to research that there's a direct connection between suspenseful gaming and enjoyment. um, The next thing that I want to discuss now is finally the classic 1996 PlayStation video game, Resident Evil, um, which is a, Perfect example of a popular video game that manipulates the elements of the gaming world in order to instill constant fear and anxiety in the player. Alright, so now I'm really excited to talk about my favorite horror video game franchise, Resident Evil. Um, So the original one, um, it's a self-described survival horror game that has strong design elements which are meant to leave the player with a constant state of unease throughout its entirety. There's an excellent scholarly article by Charlie Reed called Resident Evil's Rhetoric, The Communication of Corruption in Survival Horror Video Games. Um, This article discusses Resident Evil in great detail in regards to game design. Um, So Charlie's article starts by breaking down the gaming mechanics of Resident Evil, uh, a game which spawned into one of the biggest video game franchises of all time. The story within Resident Evil begins with the introduction of Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine who are members of an elite task force called STARS and are investigating the outskirts of a mysterious area known as Raccoon City. Chris and Jill quickly become trapped in a zombie infested mansion and must explore this mansion to figure out the disappearances of their fellow team members. Resident Evil's gameplay is in the third person and is heavily focused on exploration, puzzle solving, item management, and fending off attackers such as zombies, rabid dogs, and giant mutant insects. The mansion itself is a host to deadly traps as well. One of the most recognizable (laughs) characteristics of this game is its use of pre-rendered backgrounds and utilization of tank-like controls. What this means is that by pressing up moves you forward, in order to turn left you have to actually stop, turn your body left, then move forward. These controls combined with the awkward camera angles showcasing the pre-rendered backgrounds makes for an unusually uncomfortable experience. The player is consistently challenged by the use of unusual camera angles. Upon entering the dining room, the player is forced to walk up against the edge of the screen as they explore, thereby creating a claustrophobic game space. The camera angle shifts dramatically as the player reaches the other end of the room, presenting an overhead shot of blood splattered on the front on the floor in front of the fireplace, thereby violating the expectation of safety. So in addition to the intentionally jarring camera angles, the layout of the mansion itself is very complex and confusing to navigate. There are many locked doors throughout, so you constantly find yourself being trapped and unable to figure out where to go next. Even the decoration within the mansion lacks a cohesive pattern, as the flooring will change from tile to wood to carpeted and back to tile, while the walls wildly deviate in pattern and color. You might find yourself in a library, which itself is usually a safe, relaxed space, but the camera angle is a god's eye view, as in being angled straight down at the player, which gives the appearance of being watched. The seemingly random layout of the mansion mixed with the awkward camera angles makes it very difficult for the player to truly memorize the layout of the mansion and know where they have to go next. Just when you become used to an area, a key will unlock a door which leads to a new part of the map with even more hidden secrets and locked doors to figure out how to open. On top of this, as you advance in the game, you find various books and documents containing information on the mysterious Umbrella Corporation, and quickly find out that the mansion in which you are navigating has actually been used as a test facility in order to advance the research of a virus, Ho Ho, which in turn is responsible for all of the zombies and horrifying creatures you encounter throughout the game. One of the unique aspects of Resident Evil is the cinematic cutscenes throughout, which consist of live-action footage. During parts, the player forfeits control in order to watch the story continue to unfold in front of them. This lack of control leads to further anxiety and suspense, as we will discuss next. So while I was putting this um, essay together, um, there was another article that I used um, that I thought was awesome. Um, it w- it's called The Desire Frustration Theory of Suspense. Um, and what's great about it is that um, it has some pretty, pretty, uh, I guess, powerful ideas. Because um, basically in the book it says um, that in order to feel suspense, one must care about an outcome. That is, one must have a strong desire to make it turn out the way one wants. So when we are watching a movie, um, we feel suspense when we're watching a character who maybe does something that, like, we're, we're yelling at the TV, like, no, don't do that. What are you doing? And the person does it anyways. And this generates suspense because we have a strong desire um, for the story to turn out the way that we want. So a lot of that suspense comes from us wanting a certain outcome. Um, In the uh, original Resident Evil game, we have the desire for our character to reach the end of the game and hopefully reach a positive outcome. The cutscenes within the game take the control away from us and we are forced to watch events happen, which we have no effect on. This gives us suspense in the way that we desire for a good outcome to happen, although we are helpless at these times to do anything about it. Near the beginning of Resident Evil, just after the player, as either jill or chris begins exploring the mansion they soon come to a room in a dimly lit hallway where there is a man on the floor who appears to be crouching over the body of another man already we know this is just bad news Um, at this moment the game switches to a cutscene where we see this crouched man bobbing his head and making sickening crunching noises we already know where this is going Suddenly, the chewing stops, the man lifts his head up and turns to the side, revealing a ghastly decomposed zombie face covered in blood. This is one of the most terrifying scenes in the entire game, as this is one of the first glimpses we get of a zombie up close and personal. Uh, Even before this game, we had never really seen that in a video game before. When the cutscene ends and switches back to the gameplay, anxiety kicks in and we are forced to try to react and either... Um, run away or try to kill the approaching zombie. Um, The cutscenes, like this one in Resident Evil, are used for dramatic effect and give us a break from the control of the story, but makes the game even more suspenseful as a result. It's possible for a player to feel suspense when playing uh, Resident Evil if the character they're controlling is walking past a series of windows. Um, If you've played any of the Resident Evil games, you know what I'm talking about. Um, The RE games are known for a particular jump scare during which the player will be randomly attacked while walking past a window by zombie dogs crashing through the glass, or sometimes regular zombies. Um, But these dogs can randomly jump through any one of the mansion windows and attack the player at any given time. Um, With this in mind, it makes the player feel suspense by simply walking past a window. Um, So again, if you've played the games, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's a pretty familiar trope, but any of the games i play whenever i walk past a window i'm always feeling tense which just shows you just how effective those elements within within the game um, were manipulated to make us feel that way Um, so despite all the terrifying moments in the game the horror elements only add to the enjoyment levels of the players who are playing the game In another academic article called Hands-On Horror um, by Tanya Krizwinska, I hope I'm saying that right, um, she discusses the many aspects of the Resident Evil games and why these elements are enjoyable to gamers. The world of Resident Evil is an imagined American city that is experiencing evil that has been unleashed on the world. To beat the game and defeat evil, the player must explore the virtual city, solve puzzles, accumulate and use different objects and weapons, And do battle with or run from a range of undead monsters. She then goes further into the correlation between the pleasures of playing a game that hinges on a horrific experience as the gameplay of Resident Evil goes back and forth between areas of gameplay with the player being in full control to the moments during cutscenes when the player lacks control. This creates a sort of balance in the overall experience as the players move forward with limited resources and scary creatures coming after them because they are rewarded with cinematic cutscenes that show that their character, uh, characters are making progress and evil is being thwarted. Thus, the experience becomes more enjoyable as the players progress and get closer to what will hopefully be a satisfying conclusion. So, near the end of Resident Evil, the player character discovers an underground laboratory beneath the mansion which contains the terrifying umbrella experiment, the Tyrant. After a long battle, the player finally escapes, and one of four possible endings is revealed, starting with the worst ending, in which the character is the sole survivor and the tyrant escapes into the forest. The other three endings are progressively better than this one, which gives the player the motivation to try and get the best ending. As such, this makes Resident Evil a very replayable experience, as the multiple endings give players reasons to try over and start again, this time knowing the mansion layout a bit better and enemy placement. The enjoyment levels of the players is further exemplified by those that wish to set the record for the fastest time of completing the game, a type of competitive gaming known as speedrunning. Regardless of the difficulty of the game and the horrifying experience, speedrunners will keep coming back to the game to exploit any potential game glitches and shortcuts in order to get them the fastest completion time. One might wonder, though, is it possible for a survival horror game to be suspenseful even after multiple playthroughs? So it's hard to gauge the suspense that a player will experience when experiencing a game on multiple playthroughs. But if we go back to the basics of suspense, which are made up of fear, hope, and uncertainty, then we can break down these elements within the context of a video game. So if we are playing a game like Resident Evil for the second time, we can still experience fear during elements we've experienced already, since no two playthroughs are ever completely alike. We might know the placement of an enemy beforehand, But what if we get to this same point with the enemy and we have no ammo, versus before we had plenty? Or if the game is being played on a harder difficulty, coming across this enemy will be more intense since we know they will be more difficult to defeat. We still hope for a great outcome, even more so when we are playing on a higher difficulty level, as the stakes are raised. Uncertainty can still be felt during a second playthrough of Resident Evil since the game itself is complex and presents itself in an unintended... I'm sorry, in an intentionally confusing manner, where you are never truly comfortable in the gaming environment. We also might get to a part in the game that's particularly difficult, so getting to this part again can bring back the anxieties of having experienced this already and having to conquer it again. As such, it is entirely possible to feel suspense and anxiety from playing a video game we have already played many times over, as there are many variables to consider. Well, regardless of how intense a gaming session is, um, Resident Evil remains an enjoyable experience for gamers that has spawned numerous sequels and spin-offs. further showing just how much gamers are drawn to playing Resident Evil's unique brand of survival horror. Resident Evil was the first game to coin the phrase survival horror, and even though its future sequels eventually went into a more action-oriented route, it still focused heavily on storytelling and involving the players in the world of the game and its characters. As such, it is easy to see why the series itself became as successful as it did. The series continues on, returning to survival horror in a first-person reboot called Resident Evil Biohazard, as well as in the amazing remake of Resident Evil 2 and the just-released remake of Resident Evil 3. It's clear that the demand for these types of games is high. Resident Evil keeps gamers like me coming back for each and every installment and remake. This brings us back to the topic of why people are drawn to horror games and other forms of media. Horror as a genre is meant to provoke people emotionally and interest them in what ghastly experiences await. The Resident Evil series, and especially the first game in the series, is the perfect example of that um, a suspenseful video game that provokes players emotionally and delivers them an intensely enjoyable quality gaming experience that has been going strong for the past 24 years which is pretty crazy to think about. 24 years people have been coming back to these games and it's continuing to go strong. Um, There have been lots of rumors recently about more Resident Evil games coming out, um, potentially a sequel to Resident Evil Biohazard, Resident Evil 8, which will take the series in a different direction um, and So Resident Evil Biohazard was first-person versus the other games, which are third-person. So potentially Resident Evil 8 is going to be in first-person, and it's going to be like a hybrid of um, Biohazard, which is Resident Evil 7, and then the classic Resident Evil. So it's going to be like a bit of a mixture. Um, Then there was just recently rumors um, just the other day about a remake of Resident Evil 4, which... um, is one of the um, pinnacle moments in the Resident Evil series. Um, Resident Evil 4 debuted on the Nintendo GameCube um, back in the early 2000s, and the thing that was so monumental about it is that it it got rid of those tank controls that were made popular in every Resident Evil game prior to that. Um, Resident Evil 4 was in third-person, and it took the series in a very different direction because the zombies in the game were not zombies. They were just... They were just people, but they were um, possessed by Las Plagas, which is um, similar to like a T-virus, but it's it's kind of cult-based. So we kind of took it in a strange, more action-oriented route. So I would be very curious to see how Resident Evil 4 could be remade in the realistic style of 2 and 3, because 2 and 3 were very... uh, I mean, even though they're pretty... action packed and they're horrific and everything they're pretty grounded like as far as like being like you know pretty realistic so i'd be curious to see how they would take resident evil 4 which has some pretty outrageous elements of it and characters and making it more realistic and that it fits the tone of these more recent uh resident evil games but anyways as you can tell i'm a super huge fan of the resident evil series in fact earlier this morning i was Debating on spending three hundred dollars on these Resident Evil soundtrack uh, vinyl records, um, I did not. But I've been debating it like all morning, and it's possibly because I'm just sitting around with not much else better to do, aside from playing Resident Evil, of course. But, um, anyways, I would very much love you to share your feedback on what you think of the Resident Evil games. What What are your favorite survival horror games? And um and if you do like the re games what's your favorite in the series because i really like to know mine has to be the resident evil 2 remake just because that game and i'm not gonna go on for too much longer but the resident evil 2 remake was just hands down one of the best video game experiences i've ever had and it's been a very long time since i've played a game that makes me want to keep playing it over and over and that game just kept me coming back like for months. I just kept coming back and playing this, and I replayed the game like so many times. It is just fantastic. The extras you unlock are amazing. Um, if you haven't played the Resident Evil 2 remake, just go out and play it now. It's literally one of the best gaming experiences in in like a very long time. But anyways, um, I'm gonna stop myself for now. Thank you for checking in uh, with this uh, <laughs> new episode of Keeping It Real um, again this is going to be going through a bit of a change as far as the name goes. And also because I want to talk about other stuff, not just movies. Um, in this case, I, you know, talked about video games a lot. I love video games. i love to be able to incorporate that. So anyways, feel free to send me your suggestions on uh, a name. Um, and, um, I hope that you check out future episodes, um, because I do plan on having more with additional guests. Um, I know last week I had my friend Amanda going, um, I was very happy to have her on. Unfortunately, the audio, we had some issues that I didn't realize until I was already editing and it was already recorded. And I was like, oh, boy, there's no way I can really fix this. And also the iPad that I'm using, um, editing audio is pretty, uh, you can't really do a whole lot in iPad unless, uh, I don't know, unless there's some kind of program or app that I'm not aware of. I couldn't really find anything. But anyways, um, I'd love for you to send me your feedback, any comments or suggestions, um, and I look forward to sharing you additional episodes. So until then, um, have a great day and keep it real.